Dynamax's memory. PHP. Virtual reality. Computer. KKTV. CAM.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my first episode of Nerdy Trekkie Death Vogue. My name is Severin, and I'm a nerd. Currently, I'm doing an apprenticeship as programmer. This podcast will be published in a two days interval. I'm going to talk about programming, politics, Star Trek, and other stuff that I'm interested in. Do you already know my website? www.kktvcam.com Today, I'm going to talk about legal issues with the encryption self-classification for developers and how I nearly got my laptop to burn itself down. So one day, I was working on my laptop and I had three browser tabs open and the ventilator started roaring like a plane and it brummed and brummed like, like the hell, so just listen to it now. So I just asked myself what type of mistake that I could have done. Then I opened the activity overview and with no surprise, I saw that the browser alone ran about 30 threads on my CPU. That only got like three threads that could um, run together. Why the hell does, do browser developers always fail in creating efficient programs? Well, I think this sentence is not that fair. But the thing is that often when websites are opening a lot of external resources like miners, iframes and other renderable content is that when a delay appears, the browser tries to conceal out the data. But as the cache and the swap is no permanent memory, the CPU reloads the data back into the CPU when needed so. I don't know you and I don't know if you understand me. But you can believe me, I was so angry that I was about to drop my laptop to the ground. I tried it using the browser miner CoinHive. You may know CoinHive, it's a JavaScript application that you can use to just um, mine some bitcoins and other currencies. So the usage comes again and again. I again and again found power peaks which may briefly occupy 99.5% of the course but then for no reason they decrease again from 30 day lie and starting with 80 threads the application resides in the system integrity projection inference just because it no longer provides enough resources so without protection, you could like reach about 135 threads. And this at a speed would, would be acceptable to, to get a lot of Bitcoins, but of course not um, for the rest of the applications. So at this time, so when I had this uh, high usage on my CPUs, I saw the error memory can't get reserved. And this is actually a very typical error as it opens. Um, often happens when there's not enough memory left and the CPU is too slow so that our memory manager in the CPU does not have enough time to create an allocation for new data. So don't swap over, stay cool. 
Did you know that Vulcans have three ears? A right one, a left one, and the final frontier one? Well now, I would be happy if you would listen to me. Approximately a year ago, Star Trek Discovery has been published by CBS and delivered a new, fantastic view of the Star Trek universe. While I love the story and the franchise, in my opinion, the design of Discovery is a little bit too good. In January, the next season will finally be published and I hope that the Enterprise is going to look old again. So that I'm not bored during the long waiting time, I've decided to watch short, short treks. So this is my review, short treks, the brightest star. Short treks, or as you may think when you hear the name, is a series of short Star Trek related episodes. Short treks overbridges the gap between the last episode of the first season of Discovery and the first episode of the second season that will may come next year. But to say it here, it's outside of our of the events um, schedule from from Star Trek Discovery. So in the timeline, it's like um, I think about 10 years before the events on a Discovery. So in this episode, you'll learn more about the background of Saru, as this whole episode is about the village from where he came. The Kelpians are a pre-warp species and are serving as food for the Baru. And due to the long time under their control, the Kelpians have created a known culture in which these criminal Barus are gods and that they once in their life need to serve as the harvest. So if that is not uh, sounding like a real thriller from the Star Trek universe, then I don't know if you were really, really a Trekkie. The episode is short, but you get a beautiful view of the shadow of Saru and the colors are just fantastic. To be exact, the scenes were so amazing, I've wanted to kiss my screen actually, due to the powerful deep red of the village and of the beautiful ocean, the HDR sink and to do the mix of sci-fi technology and a pre-warp species. I like the obelisk in the middle as it is designed very cool. So um, I need to say I can't wait for season two of Star Trek Discovery. So now go to the next point. To prepare you for the following part of bureaucracy illness, I'm going to introduce you to a new Netflix series that pretty much shows this horror in a entertaining way and not in a crazy way. <laughs> So Pine Gap is a Netflix original series. In the secret Pine Gap base, the Australian government and the NSA are controlling the biggest surveillance network in the whole world. Gus Thompson is one of the operators of Pine Gap and one day when a file transmission took longer, he uncovered a computer virus. During the fear of having a traitor inside of the base, an epic political trailer begins. The first reaction. The intro of each episode is already very cool. 
So because it absolutely follows that view that everyone has of a nation, you can hear different voices and you can hear the speech of the Australian president who is talking about the relationship between the US and Australia. Then when I first saw the landscape around the base, I knew that this series is going to be a firework of HDR images. Netflix has done a great job. There's a lot of epics overhead shots in this series. And I absolutely love the wilderness combined with this new technology of the military base Pine Gap. The scene design, including the computer graphics, is very realistic. Not only that everything looks real, but also because there's a lot of detail in every object. The dark servers with the very bright blinking lights are looking so cool. You would love to work in Pine Gap too, even though that there are a lot of assholes there. The story is very good, but they could include more switches between time and space. For an example, it would be very interesting to shortly see the reaction of the president when the bomb exploded. But it would also be interesting to see these events from another place on the Earth, as this um, network is very globally. The actors are very good, especially Gus Thompson and Kent's. But unfortunately, they forgot to build emotional situations in the story. And because all of the big actions in this series happen in other places, you do not really feel how you would be inside the series. So now, take a break and take a deep breath, because now I'm going to tell you a little bit about this bureaucracy illness. So that's why it's dangerous to become a developer of apps that use encryption. Developer of apps that use encryption techniques, even those with completely normal TLS encryption, must complete an encryption self-classification report, an encryption classification form, and send it to the US Department of Commerce and the NSA. Yes, the NSA. It knows about the encryption. With this report, the US authorities can see which software is exported with encryption from the US. So you may now ask yourself, I do not export any software from the US. But that's not true, because if you upload an app on the Apple server via iTunes Connect, then this is an import to the US. And if this app is then downloaded outside of the US, this is equivalent to an export. So this law should also be arisen by developers who do not work in the United States unless it does not bother them to run the risk of penalties in the US. Do not worry, this will only apply to the US. A stock removal would only be accepted by France as France is the only country besides the US that monitors app developers in short. In the worst case, you cannot enter the US anymore. But actually there's Trump, so maybe you're not interested to visit US. So just publish your app. Just do it if you have no problem with getting a penalty in the US. You may also have noticed when uploading a build via iTunes Connect, you have to tell Apple if your app needs encryption and if so what. Here is also a link named on which one you can read what type of apps must complete the report and what the penalties 
for non-compliance or including the removal of the app and stuff like that. So, so there's also a FAQ and the in, uh, indicated FAQ link is pretty helpful at first, but unfortunately one is led from there to a US government page, which is unfortunately not only written in the finest legal English, but it is also not very informative. Also because later I've had to see that this law or this page where I was um, restricted to from Apple isn't ac actually active now. And I can speak English pretty well actually, or at least I think it. So yeah, maybe if you uh, have another opinion about that, just send me an email. <laughs> but at that moment, I felt the need to rip all my hair out in anger. I have learned that you must send a form to two email addresses, which in addition to the ACCN, which is a product declaration number, must include the manufacturer and other product information. Since I live in Switzerland, I'm not used to living in a surveillance state. I did not know my ECCM. So I continued looking and finally came across this article on the side of the BIS, Bureau for Industrial Security. And there I almost wanted to train myself in psychiatry. Why? Well, that's pretty easy actually, because I had to learn that there is a second notification option. On Quora, on a Quora site, I learned that this law was repealed. Currently, the other is the surveillance law introduced by Obama. After only 20 searches, I have to classify everything I've ever heard about privacy on the internet as dull and wrong because most of the software and most computers are produced in the US where you cannot freely use encryption. So then I decided that I would better, it would be better to hire a lawyer or a fireer than to buy all my furniture again. So I decided to hire one. It would be interesting to know how many non-US developers actually complete such a report and how, ma how high the penalty for non-compliance is or whatever the Americans can impose the penalty for this at all or how many times they already have done that. Furthermore, you have to specify before the upload of a build if it is an exclusion and if so, what kind. Under certain circumstances, you must also specify their registration number. So you also need a registration number. I find this legislation is so ridiculous because the USA has always talked about loving freedom, America's freedom. But this is probably more than an irony because the facts described in this article is a very big stone on the way to freedom. Conclusion. This is the absolute horror. And now I'm gonna stop. I have to go and tear out some hairs. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my podcast. Please feel free to subscribe to my podcast. You can get follow-up information or help on my website, kktvcam.com. Follow me on Twitter. 
KKTVCM News. So shields up, prefer for chump, and have a nice day. Best believe it, keep you running so you running fast. You already know you're gonna be straight zoom and dash. This is how we do it, you know that and no excess. There is no exception, this was created by Severin Comfort. Best believe, now you heard. Virtual reality requires GPU and CPU. High power, but you know that they do it right. KKTV cam, yeah, KKTV cam. KKTV cam, woo. Case you didn't know, come chill with the crew. KKTV cam, woo. This is how we do, yeah, this is how we do. If you wanna surf with the high speed, you already know this is what you really